0: Welcome to another episode of the Recommended Experience Podcast, where four working professionals talk about uh, their love of games, movies, and TV shows that they enjoy during their free time. I'm your host for this week's episode, Alex, and joining me is Matt. Hello. Tiffany. Hello. And Yasser. Yer. And we're in the beginning of November, you know, we're just... Under a week away for the launch of uh, Xbox Series X and S, and just over a week away for the launch of the PS Five. But also, you know, we've just been past—we've uh, just passed actually—Halloween, and so kind of want to open up this episode with a, a tangential question, but related to Halloween. And in your guys's opinion, how long should you let your Halloween decorations stay up after Halloween? How, like, what's the extent? maximum that you should leave these out
1: i would give it the weekend since it landed on a weekend this time so monday morning it should be down that's my opinion
0: this coming monday or this past like
1: this past monday oh this past monday okay (laughs) yeah
2: Yeah, i kind of agree like if you especially if you cut up like pumpkins like if you're getting to the point where the pumpkins are decayed (laughs) and are like about to crawl away like it's probably time you to put down yeah i mean if the
1: pumpkins look good still you could keep it going oh, for yeah, Thanksgiving, for sure. and they're not too spooky looking yeah you could just keep it just chilling but yeah i mean it has to work with the thanksgiving vibe if you're gonna keep some decorations up
3: I mean, if we're talking like Animal Crossing decorations, those are gonna those are still up. <laughs> <laughs> it's still spooky time on my island until the November update arrives. So are you, are you still dressed? I literally Yeah. <laughs> so
2: you're, you're I, oh my God. <laughs> nice.
3: Um, when I was playing uh on Halloween night i accidentally misclicked some buttons and jack the czar of halloween messed up my face and he like literally face painted my character with like a <laughs> zombie like patched look i was really surprised by it but i was like oh this is chill because like i don't i don't know how to make that face otherwise so i kind of just left it so my character is like a little purple character with like stitches on her face right now running around is it and i'm just i'm just is it random it. I guess. I was really, he basically was like, where's my treat? Well, now you get a trick. And then he like changed my face. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So Um, it
1: sounds
0: like it'd be better if Thanksgiving occurred before Halloween. So you could buy pumpkins for Thanksgiving and then let them stay out and decay. So then they look particularly spooky for Halloween. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's no. an interesting take. Yeah. We we just we just
0: messed up the calendar there. Like, come on, order of operations. It's just simple math. Like it makes sense. You you're making some good points.
3: That's some cost savings opportunity. Mm-hmm.
1: I know. Just the efficiency, right? It's all about the efficiency. And imagine Black Friday near Halloween. That'd be interesting. I like oh all of those. a spooky yeah. Black Friday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you get a... Uh, you get some truly scary Black Fridays if the Halloween actually landed on the Black Friday. Yeah. Every seven years, the dark, the darkest night of the year, <laughs> fighting, God. fighting in the Walmart aisles.
2: <laughs> could you imagine like the next Halloween, like with Michael Myers coming through to, like a Walmart? I could see the I, Halloween
1: A. Yeah, eight. like people dressed <laughs> up and then fighting. Yeah. that'd be freaking <laughs> hilarious. <laughs>
0: Okay, well I don't have a segue <laughs> for this transition. <laughs> but I guess let's just flow into so what have you which have you guys been uh playing? I don't know if we touched on this last time, but so it might be a, a two week check-in. But yeah, what's uh what's the hotness these days for you guys?
3: So I had just p- talked about playing Animal Crossing. So Halloween night was really adorable. I got a few DIYs like other DIYs I now can make a pumpkin carriage that's like three by three squares in the game it's pretty huge can you Um, ride in it no that'd be so upsetting boring yeah it's just like out and about and I have two of them now because I wanted to make you can customize them so I customized a white one so it looks so you have like an
0: onion carriage are we Shrek up in this
3: No, it's not an onion. It's just a white smash mouth
2: comes out of nowhere. Does it
0: look like an
3: onion? (laughs) Oh my god! (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I played that, and I recently got Hades. Nice. I played about. Yeah, I think I played about two to three hours. I've beat the first boss on like maybe my fifth run or something, Mm -hmm. Um, but I have not. Played anymore beyond that because i kind of i haven't beat her again let's just put it that way um right now i'm kind of just like yeah okay okay she's just killed me (laughs) okay i didn't know if you just like walked away you're like all right i'm (laughs) I'm good (laughs) no i just i because the thing is it's like i'm a sucker for i got that like list of prophecies or something Mm -hmm. and so now i'm just trying to like try out all the different prophecies so I'm kind of just like making wacko builds so like they're not that efficient I guess because it's you know I'm just trying to like fill stuff out and like get more darkness so I can like boost up some boost up my abilities and stuff but I mean honestly I really like the aesthetic um it's been pretty fun so far I cannot wait to get back into it probably next week sometime if I'm being honest because work is kind of Kind of.
0: You won't have time next week with next gen.
3: Oh my god, you're right. Early next well. week,
0: well, <laughs> ain't nobody got time for Hades with next gen coming out. Oh, and but next gen oh is god. like the end of the week, though, right?
2: Yeah, you've got all yeah. like Monday yeah, and Tuesday you know,
0: for PlayStation. The yeah. I mean, Xbox is sooner, but
2: yeah. And depending if uh, Target ever like ships our PS5, you might have a couple weeks to play Hades. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> a <couple of> days. <laughs> uh,
3: that's true. <laughs> that's true oh yeah and also i i guess also i should mention i've actually been playing a lot of league of legends um in my spare time mainly because really yeah they've how long had, have you
1: been playing that game
3: like in general or like yeah in general oh uh 2011 oh nice league girl I think, I think alex what year was that 2011 2000- Oh yeah. shit! I remembered. Okay, yeah. Um, <laughs> I've been playing since two thousand eleven. Um, <laughs> it all makes sense. I. Though. It's kind of c- come in phases because I, like, I played, I think, the summer before, my second year in pharmacy school. I guess if that's correct, and then, I played a lot, and then I stopped. And then I played a lot and then I stopped and then I played a lot. So now, nowadays, honestly, I have, I picked it up in the last two years, but I mainly play the mode all random, all mid, which is called a Ram. I don't play ranked. I'm not very good. Um, And they've changed a lot of the champions, but I like all random, all mid because basically in that game. So like the, the game for those who are unfamiliar, it's just like try to capture or like destroy the other person's base. So it's just two teams, five v five, and you just try to like ram through their, um, like their towers and defenses. And so in all random all mid, you just have a map of, like, one lane versus the normal map has three lanes that um, go across the map. So in all random all mid, everyone is just randomly given a champion, and you just play and you try to destroy their towers and get and destroy their base and honestly in that you're kind of dealt with the cards like that you're given so you can only roll twice to try to get a different champion even if you have the ability to re-roll, and so sometimes I'm playing a game where I'm like I don't know how to play this guy but because everyone's just like given the random champion you just figure it out and you just play and if you're not good it's like less stress at least for me because if like if you wanted to play for quote unquote real, you'd play a different mode. You know what I mean? So leak
1: in general just sounds so boring to me.
3: <laughs> oh really? But there's like so many different kinds of champions that you can play.
1: I don't know. It just seems like a glorified tower defense. But obviously, I know it's like way more than that. But I don't know. I really don't like the three lanes, and then you're just like clicking away trying to. Kill people. I don't I, I, don't, I, don't, I got I in,
2: like, I never was into, like, League of Legends or Dota, um, but I watched the Dota, like, World Championships, I guess, um, during pharmacy school. Yeah, 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 that. Um, I watched it during pharmacy school, and while I, like, sucked at the game, it was so entertaining to watch players that, like, actually knew what they were doing and, like, actually see real strategy go into it. Um, I, I, I have a lot of respect for people that can play any of those games because that's not for me.
3: I mean, I think, you know, Riot, the company that makes League of Legends has really been building their own ecosystem, which like I'm all about. And, you know, the last couple weeks they've been working on a like K-pop style group with their champions and so they came out with a couple music videos honestly they're like creating this whole different world and there's like this universe where five of the champions are in a k-pop style group or like an asian pop style group and it's like I love it because like the songs are really good. They're coming out with an album like the champions in the group. I re- Well, the, one of the champions in the group is one of my favorite champions of all time. And I love everything about her. And like the fact that they gave her this persona and like a singing voice to be in this group is I love how immersive they're like they're trying to get. And also, you know, Riot has has come out with a tabletop game in fact two tabletop games using their ip so i you know i i jumped on that first game it's called mechs versus minions it's freaking amazing the quality of the board game is so amazing and then also they're now branching off into other games like i just saw a trailer for their newest game that's coming out next year for like all systems which i'm like super excited about um, because it incorporates some of the champions that I really like. And that game is called Ruined King. Um, and I urge you guys to like w- check out that trailer. I can't remember what kind of gameplay style it is, but I'm pretty excited for that too. Especially like playing that on my new PS5.
1: Nice. Hashtag Riot ad. Please sponsor
3: it. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, please. <laughs> I'll take a Riot sponsorship. <laughs>
1: Uh,
0: but to play off of what Tiffany mentioned with Hades, I've also been playing Hades. Nice. Uh, I've gone markedly farther than she has. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, of course. I'm actually. Savage. <laughs> I, I'm stuck, though, at the third boss. So the third world Dang. boss. That's, that's the farthest I've gone. I've nice. not been able to.
1: How many beat are there again?
0: That boss. Uh, I don't know,
1: Nat.
2: Do you, do you want me to tell you?
0: I'm assuming five.
2: Um. Or six, kind of. Um,
3: Okay, five. But the fourth one
2: is kind of has a gimmick. So, kind of four, kind of five. You'll understand one day. (laughs) I promise. Okay. I'm
0: I'm hitting the wall with the fifth boss or third third boss, excuse me. Uh, But so far, I'm not sure if I'm hot on it as Matt has come off in previous episodes um, but obviously I've only been up to the third boss so I don't know what the fourth area looks like or the fourth boss or the fifth area if there is one and the slash the fifth boss um, but overall, I think the game is good I can see why it's received a lot of praise in the you know public sphere um, of note recently but I think there's a lot I like my core issues with it are, the voice acting, I'm not the biggest fan of. Uh, Interesting. I think there's kind of a weird nuance to how they sound in terms of. I do like the persona the voice actors give off, but I feel like the actual sound quality of the recording. And I'm not sure if this is related to you know the times that we live in or anything like that, but it just doesn't feel that great. Slash, it doesn't sound great. Like the sound mix doesn't sound, mm-hmm. you know. As of obviously, it's an indie game, but to say. Not of high quality.
3: Are you saying because you like hear those like kind of ec- like the gods have this echo about them?
0: I guess, but it's also like? how they come across as in terms of their personality. It doesn't seem the best.
1: This might be the weirdest gripe I've ever heard, but continue, please. Well, yeah. Uh, there's I a lot of talking in the game. There's
0: a lot of talking. I
3: like the, like the-, like the echoey like vibe that they give to kind of given like an ethereal. Like ambiance Right,
0: right. I can see it as potentially being a stylistic choice. It's just not something that I've come across before, so that's why I'm not the biggest fan of it. That's fair. Okay. Um, and my other main gripe is, I don't think the clarity in the gameplay is the best. Um, not to say it's a bullet hell, but, you know, being a top-down action game, gameplay clarity for me is, like, the number one things in these types of games, right? You look at things like Binding of Isaac or Enter the Gungeon or, you know, these... Mm-hmm bigger or in the past bigger top-down games where you knew when you were dealing damage and you knew when you were taking damage. And I feel like in Hades, because of it leaning more into the action part of this type of genre, there's a lot of stuff going on, right? Potentially a lot of enemies on the screen, a lot of attacks. And I don't think the game does the best job in letting you know if something can and will hurt you slash if you are dealing damage slash in range to deal damage. Mm. And I'm not sure if this is something that can ever be changed because, you know, the game's designed as it is, but it's, I, I do feel that there's somewhat of a lack of clarity there. I know that there's, like, flashes, like, you have the health bar on your screen, so obviously when you see the health bar go down, it means you're taking damage. But I think there's not enough of a visceral feedback besides, like, the health bar and, like, things telling you on screen to say, oh, you got hurt because of this thing specifically versus there's like, you know, a bunch of things on the screen and you might've gotten hurt due to one of these things. But you know, the, the game doesn't tell you what hurt you. Um, but beyond that, I, I think the game, you know, visuals, I'm very happy with the visuals. It looks very stylish.
1: Out of curiosity, since you're mentioning gameplay, are you playing on controller or mouse? And I'm playing
0: on mouse and keyboard.
1: Interesting. I've, I've been like, debating which one i should play on and i don't know it seems like a top-down shooter makes more sense to play on controller right but, but the I, thing I don't is, play very many of them
0: the thing is it's more melee i know they're range attacks but it feels like it's more melee focused okay so for me i'm like i don't know if the difference between you know dual sticks versus the mouse and keyboard makes much of a difference i haven't tried it yet on controller i mean i can i have it on pc so i'm not limited to mouse and keyboard but I just found it easier you know, to boot it up and play it without having to plug in my controller. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, like I said, this is just my current judgment with how the game is. I haven't done a full, at least one full clear, so I'm not passing full judgment on this, but just up to the third boss, these are kind of what my experiences are. And I've only done maybe 10 runs or so.
2: That's fair. So, yeah. I mean, Matt hasn't cried yet. So. No, no, it's, it's all fine. <laughs> but actually, um, my first... Block, like Roadblock, was the third boss. Like, the third boss got me for a long time. So, best of luck.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, I've been playing another game which Red has Dead. been brought up in the podcast Red Dead. previously. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Red Dead Redemption 2.
3: <laughs> yes, sir,
2: <what? laughs> We're all friends now on PSN. We can all watch him oh, get achievements. <laughs>
3: oh, oh, that makes so much sense. <laughs>
0: so Think yeah i haven't noticed i am uh i'm partway through chapter four uh i know there are six chapters in the game so and then oh, an wow. epilogue so i'm chapter four yeah, yeah, I'm so partway fast. through chapter four
2: <laughs> Y'all and, sir what did you to, do <laughs> besides nothing
1: i was <laughs> chilling i guess <laughs> to put, to put this one. in perspective
0: <laughs> chapter one takes you about three hours it's not long it's a, It's about three hours to chapter
3: one. <laughs> oh, three yes. hours?
0: Yeah, three hours.
3: <laughs> Alex, remember, we're working professionals, okay? <laughs> I'm just
0: saying, chapter one's about three hours. Um, and, I, and I'm partway through chapter four. I think I'm like halfway through chapter four at this point. Uh, but I am mainlining the story. I'm not doing a lot of, you know, I'm not going out. I'm not, not hunting all. animals. I'm not... Helping uh, people that cry out for help as I pass by my horse. You just wave at them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like the camera like actually. Good luck with that. Yeah. The camera tilts towards them and I just move the camera away back onto the road. You manually
2: look away from
0: them. Yes, I, I have to fight the camera to turn it back <laughs> No, to no.
1: We're not helping <laughs> them. Moving on. <laughs> i'll be there
0: in the beginning where i did help a couple people that ended up being ambushes so you don't always help strangers that crowd for help on the
1: ambushes are brutal yeah yeah um in my it take for chapter two though
0: so chapters two and three it's kind of up in the air i wasn't tracking as much but i think chapter two takes around another like four or five hours
1: Oh my god, no. Like, I e- like, like each chapter... At least six hours. Yeah, yeah.
0: E- each and chapter mainlining it, it seems to take around, like, five to six hours, I think. Yeah, I must have
1: not been mainlining it then. Yeah, yeah,
0: um, yeah. And I'm doing this, you know, in an effort to finish Red Dead before next-gen comes, just to have one less thing from my backlog to worry about. Um, but kind of my takeaways, even though I'm just mainlining it, are it's more of the first game, but polished... So I love the first Red Dead for all it was worth, you know, roaming the the Midwest, you know, being an outlaw and this being a prequel to that story and just being more of that same being an outlaw running from the law and just being in that, you know, late 1800s time period and seeing, I guess, what, you know, history tells us of how the Midwest was back then. It's just such a fun time to be in, especially to be able to see all that nature Um, you know, I've never been out in the Midwest and also we pretty much don't go out these days due to what's happening in the current climate. So it's just nice to see the outside nature and just kind of, you know, riding my horse (laughs) through the streets. Um, so yeah, definitely enjoying it. Matt, Yasser? Oh.
2: (laughs) Oh, I was waiting for Yasser to be, uh. Tell us all about... Oh, I'm always last, remember? <laughs> oh, okay. Are we going like... Oh, what? <laughs> we're going weirdly alphabetical, just as long as the <laughs> Yasser always goes last. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll, I'll learn for next time. Um, So, I finished Hades, like, two weeks ago. Like, two episodes, I guess, ago. And I honestly played a few more runs, but then kind of went away, which I think is fine. Like, it went through its kind of life cycle with me. Um, and you know, I'm all for, you know, PS5 as soon as next week comes up, like I have some pre-orders and I don't know. I don't know if like you guys feel like this when you find a game that you really, really like and then you finish that game and then you feel like you're in a rut, like you like try a bunch of games and nothing feels right and you're like jumping from game to game. That was like me two weeks ago. Um, but I basically went through game pass and downloaded a few games. Um, a couple that have been playing with uh, Yasser and our friend Gerald um, we've been playing Sea of oh, Thieves yeah. which is so much fun and I haven't played it since I, w- I was actually in the first one of the first alphas um, when they initially released and so seeing it from that beginning and then playing a little bit like over that first release year and then taking a break until now that game is so much fun like it's just ridiculous how fun it is for how little you really do um, but Yasser and Gerald. It's such, like, laid-back. Yeah, fun. yeah. Like, you just, like, drink some grog, and, like, you are playing, like, a guitar or something, and you drink some grog, and then you start playing terribly. Like, it's just, like, hilarious. Um, and then you start puking. Yeah, you it. start puking, and <laughs> Yasser gets, like, a gag reflex for his character, and so you, like, try to puke on Yasser's character to, like, make him uncomfortable. What? My screen is covered with puke, yeah. and I'm, like, freaking out. Yeah. it, like, sounds like it's made up, because it, it That's kind of what it is. (laughs) Um, But it's a ton of fun. And uh, it's just fun to kind of catch up with them with that. And then when we don't want to relax and we want to hang out, we've been playing uh, a new game for me. Uh, Both of them have been playing quite a bit of Dead by Daylight, especially going into Halloween. Uh, I've always seen both of them play Dead by Daylight. And so I downloaded it, which I'll be honest, like my vanilla Xbox One does chug sometimes. (laughs) Uh, dead by daylight and doesn't run it very, very well, but it is so much fun. Um, we've been playing a lot of it actually, Yasser and I just got off Xbox before before recording this uh, because we were playing. Um, it's just a ton of fun,
1: which I and funny story, he almost didn't end up playing it because of something that my PC was doing. yeah because so they were playing <laughs> so...
2: and they were like having a good time and so I I log on to Xbox. Join the party, and then I hop on, and then we keep getting disconnected. Yasser keeps getting disconnected to the party when we queue up. And I'm thinking, like, oh, man, this has got to be me. Like, I feel terrible. Like, they were having a good time before I got there. Yasser's like, well, I'll I'll unplug my, you know, like, I'll, I'll restart my Xbox. He restarts it, and then it's fine. <laughs> I'm like,
1: oh, this is great. <laughs> oh. Yeah, we were convinced it was mad because we were playing just before he got on. I was like, oh yeah, this is just a sign that Matt's just never gonna play this game. Yeah. And I was like, wait, <laughs> before we give up, because we already started, or we already let Gerald and Matt um, restart their Xboxes, so that wasn't working. I was like, okay, how about you guys just play a game, and I'm gonna restart in the meantime. And they got in just fine. So I was like, okay, well that's embarrassing, because <laughs> we were, <laughs> we were figuring out, we we're trying to figure out for like a half an hour what yeah. was going on, but after all that, we finally got not playing dead by daylight so that's it is so matters. much fun and i'm i'm a complete noob at
2: it um like we were laughing like before uh alex and tiffany got online yasser and i were just laughing about it because yasser's friend played with us and i don't know this dude at all and i was sucking bad like i was real bad i was just <laughs> terrible because <laughs> you know I, he was dying like every other yeah day. like i like this is only how long have I been playing this? Maybe like...
1: It's been like a few days. Like four
2: days, maybe, I've been playing Dead yeah. by Daylight. So I'm seeing some of these maps for the first time, some of these killers for the first time. And Yasser's friend, like, he was so nice to me, but you could tell that he was so frustrated with me.
1: I felt so My bad. My friend literally could have escaped in the last game that we played, yeah. and he came back to save Matt, and then we, they both then got we both died as a result. <laughs> I I got out though you did get
2: out (laughs) oh man I'll see you guys (laughs) but like just the organic like nature of that game for both of those games to just like random things happen and it's the most fun you have um so I've been playing a lot of those um in my in my time just kind of to pair me over for next week hopefully next week come on target I believe in you (laughs)
1: Yeah, so obviously I have some overlap with Matt with Sea of Thieves and uh, Dead by Daylight, which I will say the one thing that he didn't mention uh, that I think is important to realize about both of those games is what makes them so much fun is the coordination you need with the team while you're playing it. Obviously, Sea of Thieves, is much um, you have much less on the line, <laughs> uh, but you, you really do need to coordinate because you got one guy down in the decks, Um Figuring out the sales. One guy is looking at the map. One guy is steering. Like you really do have to coordinate, and it's cool because um, you you can't each just do everything. Mm-hmm. You have to kind of designate tasks for each other, and so it's never anything too serious. But you're just having a good time, and uh, I think Dead by Daylight is just the extreme version of that mm-hmm. uh, because if you really want to be a good team, especially when you start running into good killers, you really have to coordinate how you're going about uh, going for which generators, who's going to distract the killer because you have a, s- a specific period of time that you need to do everything or the killer is going to just kill everyone. And so every, every second that you have in a match is kind of precious. And so I think that's something that Matt's still learning as he goes. And uh, like you said, my friend was really gracious about it. I, <laughs> I talked to him afterwards and he's like, oh yeah, it's cool. Cause I mean... If you play Dead by Daylight, you remember being clueless the first <laughs> yeah. like one or two weeks that you play. So it's hard to really blame someone who's just starting um, for not knowing what's going on because the game really doesn't explain anything to you. You kind of have to figure out as you go. But what's nice about uh, Matt's situation is he can ask us questions, and that's kind of what Gerald's been doing too. Uh, if you're working with the team early on, it really helps kind of figure out what exactly you're supposed to do in that game because it's very confusing if you're going in by yourself Um, but anyways so last time we checked in i was playing blair witch i believe because it was Mm. halloween time ish and i was also playing quantum break i believe i mentioned and then of course hades Mm. so update on that Uh, all three i have not touched all three of them since we last spoke about it so (laughs) (laughs) perfect so no hades was not the one that um we talked about earlier but i am gonna go back to hades at some point i just i don't know i'm i'm not really ready for that experience yet Uh, what i have been playing as of late was after party that was really what turned into Mm, my halloween game oh Uh, snap (laughs) have you played it
3: um good question (laughs) so (laughs) i was so hyped for that game last year like i i was like stalking that game because i heard about it (laughs) at like an e3 what like maybe 2018 and i was like Mm -hmm. when is this game coming out when is this game coming out when is this game coming out it came out i bought it i played it for like. Four hours and just did never back. <laughs> like I, but I like liked it when I was playing it. But I also like uh-huh. didn't. I just I need to finish that game.
1: Yeah, I I will say it's very quirky. So yeah. I can get why you might not fall in love with it immediately, or if you might just not like it in general. Um, but the humor is very quirky. The humor is kind of dark. Basically, the concept for people that probably I mean, most people probably haven't heard of this game. Um, you end up dying somehow which you don't know how you were at this uh college graduation party and then you find yourself in hell and you and your best friend are trying to figure out why the heck you're in hell <laughs> and uh in the process of doing so you run into a lot of these demons and it, a lot of it's really like casual um like kind of fun loving humor it's not overly dark um, but it's just quirky is all. And you kind of have to be into that kind of humor to enjoy it, I feel. Uh, but I, I enjoyed it overall. I thought the lines kind of got corny after a while. But in general, I liked most of the characters I ran into. I also noticed while I was in one of the clubs, there's a lot of clubs and bars in, in Hell. So it's actually not that bad of a time. Believe yeah. or not. <laughs> um, But one of the clubs that I went into, the DJ was Alana Pierce. Nice. And I was like, wait a oh, minute, that sounds a lot like Alana. <laughs> then yeah. I looked it up and she was actually the DJ. I thought that was really funny. Um, but the game in general, is just a lot of just chill fun that you can have casually play like a few hours here and there. Um, it was leaving Game Pass on November 1st. I was like, hey, this game looked fun. I gave it a try and I ended up liking it. So that ended up being the game that I played all through Halloween.
3: Did you um, finish it?
1: I finished it. Yeah. Oh, nice. that's
3: all. So basically, the whole thing is like the two best friends um, found out that they need it. If they out drink Satan, they can escape. Yeah. Hell. That's so, how you win the game. <laughs> yeah. So like I I got through a couple clubs and I honestly I think the last time I stopped, I was like getting I was trying to get into the, cl- the party. Satan's party.
1: Oh, that's pretty early on, though
3: oh dang okay uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I mean I was so hyped for it, honestly like I like imi- I bought it on release day I played it on release day and then like I just never picked it back up again um I I I do have to admit that, honestly, when I was looking at that game, I was like, oh, man, this is, like, the Switch game for me. It's, like, I'm so excited. But when it came out, it only came out on PlayStation 4. I think in, I guess, Xbox, it came out on consoles and not on Switch. And they were like, oh, we're going to add the or we're going to do the Switch release later. And I actually think it came out maybe, like, earlier this year or maybe over the summer on Switch. Mm-hmm. And then I felt bad for myself because i was like oh well if i just waited then i like <laughs> yeah. um yeah. This part of me wonders if like i kind of slowed down on it because i had to like sit in front of my tv and play it
1: i um, totally think it's a great switch game because a lot of times i would end up playing it right at the end of the night as i was getting ready uh, to wind down for the day yeah and it's a great like just nighttime game the i thought the art was great that's what <gasps> yeah. really got me and i I synced it up with my Hue lights. <laughs> oh, I, I do this sweet. for some of my games when I feel like it works well. And yeah. this is one of those games where it worked really well, where I had my Hue lights by my TV, and it gave me a really cool ambiance while playing the game.
3: That's awesome. Um,
1: so I thought overall it was good. I could have gotten all the achievements if I played a second playthrough, but I decided right. not to. Okay. Um, it wasn't it, fun enough where I was like, okay, I'm ready to go through playthrough two. But I did enjoy it. Um, the ending was kind of weird, but I'll give it a pass for it. Uh, okay. Otherwise, let's see any other games. I don't think I don't think so. I think that was pretty much it. So hmm. I am currently playing Dead by Daylight a lot because there was double XP during Halloween. I was grinding my characters, so it's been a lot of Dead by Daylight.
3: <laughs> nice.
0: All right. So moving on to the main topic of the show. 35 so, minutes I, later. <laughs> as, I, as I noted uh, at the uh, top of the episode that we are in the, uh, we are less than a week away for next gen for Xbox owners and a little over a week away for PlayStation owners. And so I thought it'd be a good time for us to kind of go over uh, the experiences that we discovered this past generation, whether it was specifically on, Xbox One or PS4, or maybe just media in general that you've uh, first engaged with, kind of in the past decade, and something that you'd want to either shout out to our audience, or uh, something specifically that might have been either popular or something you just engaged with and thought, you know, you can recommend as a pass, and maybe for those of you listening out there, you don't necessarily need to engage with it, and so. being topical to this, especially for when we're recording the podcast today, uh, Wednesday, November fourth, uh, the reviews for Yakuza: Like a Dragon came out today, and so my recommendation uh, is actually the Yakuza franchise. So this is a franchise; it's uh, been PlayStation exclusive up until actually this, like this entry, Yakuza: Like a Dragon. It's coming out on Xbox Series X and S uh, next week, like with the launch of the consoles. But in the past, it's been a PlayStation exclusive. Uh, It was mostly stranded in Japan, at least in the early years. Uh, It wasn't until I think the third or fourth entry that it finally started getting ported on PS3 over in the States or in the West in general. And it, you know, it's if you're a fan of, I guess, melodramatic storytelling, slash, I guess, more so anime. I highly recommend this game series because it's essentially an anime in the form of an interactive medium, a la video game, and you can pretty much look at each entry. So there are six, or there are seven entries, and with Yakuza, like a dragon being the eighth entry in the series, each entry acts as you can view it as kind of a season in a show where there's you know a fully fleshed out story arc for multiple characters that occur in every entry, and there are characters that are reoccurring throughout the series and the stories are connected all together. And so I really think from a kind of long-term investment uh, point that this series, you know, you start with zero and you work your way up to six, at least for this kind of first set. It really is something that is worthwhile and you will see the nods and references to past entries and characters and even storylines that don't pay out till later on. And it really is something that, you know, you start from the beginning and it's really fun to see. Oh, you know, I saw that character before and now they're relevant in this game or there's this storyline that was referenced and now we're actually having to deal with it here. And it's just, you know, it's a grand old time with bombastic characters, like I said, it's a melodrama. It's if you like kind of interpersonal relationships in a gang context, right? A la, as the title suggests it is about yakuza members. Um It's something that I think most people can enjoy, at least from a storytelling perspective, whether or not you actually like the kind of gang violence. That's just kind of set dressing for what actually happens in the games. But that's that's something that gives it a kind of niche perspective, since I don't think much media these days even kind of covers that, regardless of whether it's in Japan or even in the world in general.
1: All right. So a question for you. Uh, because obviously a lot of the people potentially that are watching this or listening to this might not have that much time on their hands. If they want to get started with this game, would they be missing out on any anything you think? Uh, because they don't know the background of some of these characters that they might run into.
0: I'm glad you asked. So with Yakuza Like a Dragon, it's not a soft reboot for the series, but you can kind of think of it as... The and I, I don't know if you guys will understand the reference, but the Boruto to Narto type of relationship. Ooh. So it's I have no with, idea what that
1: means. I like so, that. You know,
0: <laughs> it's, uh, Naruto was this popular very popular Japanese anime um, that, you know, revolved around ninjas and it was a long running series. I think there was probably around five hundred episodes in total or something like that. And they kind of ended it and then they continued in the same universe but with the offspring of the main character of Naruto and called Barto. And so it's still within the same universe and Barto still kind of follows and has some of the characters that survived the initial series, but it's more so a brand new story and a continuation from a different perspective. And Yakuza like a dragon is exactly that it's still with there are reoccurring characters from the Yakuza franchise that you encounter, but it's a brand new protagonist. And it's actually, which is the biggest distinction, a completely different gameplay style. So uh, Yakuza 0 through 6 was more of an action brawler. Um, so not necessarily like a beat 'em up It's not 2D, it's a 3D game, but you can kind of think of a 3D beat-em-up. And with Yakuza Like a Dragon, it is becoming a turn-based RPG, so it's something along the lines of Dragon Quest, and I think, as you can tell with the name, and the name has many different layers <laughs> to it, as, with the subtitle "like a dragon." But in particular, the main character actually is a fan of Dragon Quest. So Dragon Quest exists within this world; is is you know, it's a real thing, and the gameplay style is reflected in that with this character having loved Dragon Quest as a kid and the actual combat in the game going from this action brawler to turn-based is kind of a mirroring of, you know, this is a different character, different protagonist. He's not the old character that can just go around being a people. In this game, you play as um, the main character with a party of three other people. So you have four party members and there's a job-based system where, a la kind of like the original Final Fantasies, you can choose what jobs that your characters use. So there's things like um, b-boy, uh, chef, uh, idol, pop star, um, business—you know, business worker right with a briefcase. And it's it's it continues the ridiculousness and kind of lighthearted tone that yakuza has a la kind of expressed through these um character jobs and it shifts to a different gameplay style so you really don't need any of the previous games to enjoy yakuza like a dragon there are nods i've heard i haven't looked too much in the game because i'm it's one of my anticipated games for this fall but there are references to older characters that do reappear um, so, if you have played the past games, you will kind of get a little bit more out of it, but it's not necessary at all. So, if anything, I think now is the best time to get into the series, especially if you don't like brawler games. This turn based combat, I think, definitely kind of lines up. And I, you know, even compared to Persona, if you're a fan of the Persona series, I think definitely with Yakuza Like a Dragon, it is more geared towards your preferences in terms of interpersonal relationships, character driven story, and you know, turn-based combat. Um, And for the thing that I would not recommend to our listeners, and this is a callback to our previous episode, Episode 8, so if you haven't haven't listened to it, you know, go listen to it. We talked about, you know, games, media, and how it, you know, translates to other forms, a la games to movies and, you know, books to movies. And in regards to when we talked about Ernest Klein and Ready Player One, Uh, Ernest Cline also wrote another book called Armada which I think I did also reference back in that episode but uh, in case you do go out and read Riley Pillar 1 which I highly recommend uh, I would not recommend reading Armada Um, in particular I think it felt more of a rushed story uh, by Ernest Cline it's not as well developed the story itself is very shallow and the characters are not expressed very well and if you enjoyed ready player one i think you'd you're only disappointed by how armada turned out and with uh ready player two coming out later this month as was also referenced in the last episode i think that's probably a better bet uh in terms of you know sticking with ernest klein to say i think armada is a easy skip um not and not to say that people out there might not like it or might like it, uh, it's just from my perspective Ready Player One was a much better written story than Armada was. So Matt, what about you?
2: Yeah, so um, so I kind of took this as looking at the past decade what I kind of came into it, I guess so 2010 um, and then since now, a game series that has really kind of stuck with me um, is the Dark Souls series. So I like I didn't I never played Demon Souls and when it came out initially in like 2009, um, Dark Souls one came out like 2011 or 2012 something like that, Um, and I actually didn't play it until I think it went free with games with gold for Xbox, um, one of those months like maybe five or six years ago, and um, I think so at least because I don't think I ever paid for it. Yeah, I don't think I ever paid for it. So I played it. And got wrecked immediately like oh cool. I made this character. Oh, I went through the little tutorial. Okay I'm sitting at this campfire. Oh, I'm gonna go over to that gravesite over there and then like 20 Skeletons came out of nowhere and then it's like you died just <laughs> Comes on the screen. You're like, okay, I'm gonna turn off my Xbox now and never play this ever again <laughs> um, but I, I um, There was a few guys from IGN um, Rory, Krupa, and Gav uh, they're at the IGN UK team and they actually um, now have their own company called RKG um, but they had this uh, this series called Prepare to Try and um, they took one guy that had never played the Dark Souls series and stuck him with um, one dude that like loved the Dark Souls like knew everything about the lore and everything and then just one dude that was There just to talk trash like the entire time like he was just talking the entire time and it was the best series I would recommend for sure go watch those series. Um, they're still on IGN's uh, YouTube channel um, So I started watching them and they were hilarious and this one guy was playing the game and so I just booted it up and and started playing it and kind of was really careful. Like, for those of you that don't know, it's, like, set in, like, a medieval time. And it's, you know, swords and arrows and shields and all that thing. But it's known to be just cruel. Like, it's it's wickedly difficult as a game. Um, but ended up finishing it, beat it, loved the game. Um, when immediately, at that time, Dark Souls 3 came out, played that, beat it, um, beat the DLC, 100%ed it. And now I'm, like, can't wait for Demon Souls to come out next week. And for me, like, just that, what they did is it just, just poured so much lore and, like, history into this video game that kind of, like, transcends all the games. And to me, it's, like, watching those old videos of these guys, like, three guys from Wales and Ireland and England just, like, talk and, like, Play this super difficult game and beat it like it's just it's just fun uh, To do it. So I would say like if you have the stomach for it and want a good challenge I would say any game from from software is is a way to go um, for sure Um, but then one one other that kind of goes away from video games is that um, Actually one of my co-residents When he left and he did a second year residency out in Arizona um, We were catching up and he was like hey, man you should check out this TV show. Let like, you know, you should watch it with subtitles on because it's like a Spanish show. And to me, like I had never watched a Spanish show, and I was like, okay, sure, I'll watch this. So he recommended Money Heist, which is on you. I don't know, on uh, YouTube, on Netflix. Have you guys ever watched Money Heist? I have not. not yet. No. Oh my gosh, it it is so good. Like, um, I didn't know what to expect. Of course, like. It, I think there's there's three seasons now and three or four seasons. Um, and basically all it is, it is a money heist. Like it's it's just a, a bank robbery, basically. And the main character, all he does is make this ridiculous plan and counts for everything. It's just like, it's such an intelligent show and like keeps you enthralled and like a, a very big thriller. Um, I It's probably one of my favorite shows that I've watched this past decade and like that's saying a lot because there's been a ton of great shows out there but I think because it caught me so off guard and came out of nowhere that it just like swept me away and I would say for everybody especially you guys um who are listening to me right now I don't know how many other people will be listening to me say this but go check it out it's a great tv show let me know how it goes Actually, Interesting. Ex- except well, not you, Yasser. You have to watch The Mandalorian. I'm sorry.
1: You do not get a pass. But I just finished uh, a German show, so this seems like a good segue into another show. Perfect. <laughs>
3: um, for my experiences in the last decade, uh, so one is I've never played the Lego games before. um. I was never really interested in it. However, in the last like five years, I was introduced to the Lego games. And they're on every single platform under the sun. And they constantly go on sale. You wait a couple years, you can get any one of them for like $4. And so honestly, playing any IP version of the Lego, like, you know, there's Lego Harry Potter, there's Lego Hobbit, there's Lego DC Villains lego avengers um playing that couch co-op is like super fun i was very surprised at how chill and like simple it is and uh i've played them i've played a lot of them with alex and to be honest that's my preferred method of playing just like playing with someone and you can technically you could pro- re- probably play a f- like an hour or two and just be done and get back to it whenever i think those were surprisingly fun especially listeners if you have any young children or younger siblings or anything if you want to check it out you know just wait till a sale happens get you know lego incredibles for like eight dollars or five dollars whatever and like pop in and have a grand time what's Um,
0: the best lego game that you've played
3: oh that's so hard how Uh, many have you played So I've played Lego Avengers, Lego Marvel Superheroes 1, a little bit of Lego Marvel Superheroes 2, Lego Harry Potter, Lego Ninjago. Oh, wow. And (sighs) I think that's it. I think those are the ones. Um, I might say Lego Harry Potter uh, because it's really adorable how they do the spell mechanic and they basically go through all the plots of the movies and books in each like you know because it's like lego harry potter years one through four lego harry potter's years five through seven so it goes through like the whole plot with like little lego pieces it also has a home base of hogwarts so you can do a lot of exploring across castle grounds which is really cool uh lego um lego Avengers had like it didn't really have a hub or I guess it did it had like the carrier or something but I really liked the atmosphere of Lego Harry Potter and it was also really cute because they didn't have any voice acting because some of the newer Lego games took voice acting from the movies and just like placed it over the Lego like for Lego Avengers it literally like quoted scenes from Avengers and like Age of Ultron which is fine but in the Lego Harry Potter games it's just like huh ho? like it was just like <laughs> onomatopoeia <laughs> like yeah. it was cute you know what i mean like it's just like s- honestly it's like super fun just like dicking around and <laughs> the different like levels and like breaking and destroying everything and rebuilding it um i was honestly really surprised like seriously like unless i someone was like no seriously just like check it out play with me i would not have cared but after i saw the charm in it i was like okay these are these are adorable
1: I wonder if I have the Harry Potter one. I know I have a bunch of them from Games with Gold. Like, I have Batman. I have Star Wars. I have Indiana Jones. I have a bunch of different LEGO games that I really haven't given a chance. Maybe yeah. I
3: should... Honestly, I think the biggest thing that kind of stinks is, like, they obviously don't have any online support for it. Mm-hmm. Um, So, unless you have a friend, like, available to, like, mess around in it. like that's the biggest bummer for me like the newest lego game is going to be the lego star wars or or skywalker saga which looks really beautiful for a lego game uh but it i highly doubt that it's going to have any like none of the games have online so that's that's, yeah that's the biggest bummer for me
2: that they don't i wonder if they will for this next one
3: I feel like the demographic is parents and kids. Oh, yeah.
1: Makes sense. (laughs) Um, What are you trying to say? Yeah.
3: (laughs) But I honestly, like, I think the biggest, like, pitch is that wait for it goes on sale. You know, the game's release. It's like 60 bucks or now probably next generals going to be 70. I have no idea. But honestly, you can get a bunch of them now for like $5 less than like $10. Mm -hmm. It's I think it's money well spent. Uh, The next thing that I actually want to recommend, because I want to stay positive today, you know, there's a lot of negativity out there. I'm going to talk about uh, something that I recommend in the last decade. So a medium that I want to recommend is board games. I have been introduced to so many different board games in the last like seven, eight years. And video
1: game board games
3: no like physical board games um games that like beyond battleship monopoly scrabble like i'm talking about it's like honestly a renaissance of board games you walk into a target now their board games are bursting to the seams barnes and noble has like probably 40 different board games on their shelf. And in 10 years ago, you probably could only find like Jenga and Taboo uh, in mainstream stores. And essentially, the pandemic has really kiboshed a lot of board gaming. Um, you know, touching pieces, sharing dice, like all that stuff isn't really kosher right now. Uh, but there's honestly so many different kinds of board games. Uh, for example one super popular and very thematic is called Pandemic and you play the game it's cooperative <laughs> yeah i know but let me here hear me out yasser 2020 is not all, a game I, all right i had like <laughs> rarely heard of cooperative board games before uh, but pandemic is a game where you play with up to four people everyone has a different role that you're assigned like let's say scientist pilot researcher medic what have you, and you're on a map and you basically are trying to stop the fre- the spread of a virus or bacteria. And you work together to contain it and eradicate it and find the cure. And it's really fun. It came out with a mobile version of the game. So honestly, if you check on iOS or Android, you can, or even Steam probably has it, you can get Pandemic. I actually also have it for mobile. Uh, mainly for travel purposes if I can ever do that again like when I went on trips like you can do pass and play with the mobile version of the game I think it's really fun I just think it's super fun to like be a team versus the game Mm -hmm. which was like new to me in the last uh, decade also another game that I really want to promote if you would like any board game recommendations in particular feel free to tweet at us at rxp underscore podcast or email us at rxp.podcast.gmail.com because i will totally hook you guys up especially with some holiday deals coming up <laughs> uh, because i keep abreast of those uh, but one of my favorite games is this game called thanos rising and it's, a, it's also a cooperative game. And you basically are playing as an Avenger to like stop Thanos from collecting all the Infinity Stones and destroying the world. Sounds and amazing. You, it, Makes sense. It's, it's super fun you have cards you play with like up to three other players so it's like four people total you try to recruit other avengers and you try to stop the outriders or and then the uh, black order from crushing you and if one of you die like if one of your players die then you all lose you know you can't win the battle when one of you doesn't make it you know it's ride or die And that game's really fun. You can find that online. Both of those games you can find online pretty pretty popular. Thanos Rising, I think, maybe is at Barnes & Noble, not necessarily Target. I don't know why. That game's freaking amazing. Oh, I guess one other game that I want to promote, too, is called Azul, which is a tile placement game where you try to make a mosaic and you earn points by collecting tiles and just putting them on a board just google them they're super fun i love them i also play competitive games but i don't think we have the time for, to talk about that
2: so i i just have to i would be remiss if i let you talk about board game and did not tell a story about when i learned about tiffany's love for board games <laughs> so a few uh co-workers and i were we were going to have a Uh, go out to dinner of course this was before COVID and everything it was probably like a year ago by now Um, and they were going to have a game night a board game night and I was like hey we should see if Tiffany wants to bring board games because she loves board games so (laughs) Tiffany gladly agreed to bring board games to the event and she comes in and (laughs) about half of them (laughs) Still had wrapping on it, like the plastic wrap oh, on it. <laughs> you just buy these? She was waiting yes. for the opportune moment. <laughs> and then I knew that her love for board games were, were very real. And your board games were all super fun, I will say. So I trust your recommendations.
3: I have a lot of recommendations. I wish
2: I had more board games that's it yeah board games is
1: a
3: good recommendation Mm. for sure don't don't you worry no i'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) honestly i think part of it is that like in the past i was always going and hanging out with those who had the board games and then when i moved down here or when i like got a real job and moved away from my friends who had the board games i was like well I need the board games now, I guess. Because, like, no one else really knew about board games. And so I was like, well, I guess I'm the one that has the board games. And I got to introduce it to people. Mm-hmm. I kid you not. One of my closest friends where I live now, when we first met, they had they only owned Jenga. And now they own probably just as many board games as me. It's <laughs> <laughs> hilarious.
1: Well played. All right. Uh, so, for my games, uh, I think I have two of each. So, I'll, I'll go ahead and uh, start off with the ones that I did like from this past decade. And I kind of had trouble if I should include some of these because I don't like, a decade's a very long time. So, some of these games I started playing, or actually, both of the games I'm about to mention I liked, I started playing on the 360, and I continued playing them on the current gen or Xbox One. And so the first one was Tomb Raider. Uh, It was one of those games that, you know, um, PlayStation has always had that kind of game. Like Uncharted was always accessible, but I hadn't ever played the Uncharted games. I was told that this game was similar to those games, and I thought I'd give it a try. I really like uh, how the series was developed. I think the games are beautiful, and uh, they really do show off uh, the console. Whichever console you're playing on, it's definitely going to show it off. Um, I don't know if there's a new one uh, around the corner, but the three that have come out so far have been one of the better single-player experiences that I've had at this gen. Uh, at least as far as like a linear single-player experience, mm-hmm. I thought it was pretty good. Um, and then the other one, which I have significantly more love for, um, but I just wanted to stick with like franchises, uh, but the other one was forza horizon oh yes so ever since the need for speed underground oh also yes which i loved. (laughs) (laughs) i was always looking for that next racing fix and i couldn't figure it out like i i had no interest in forza motorsport Mm -hmm. that was too sim for me i I never really got into sim games Um, i guess it just seemed too complicated Um, i really probably should start trying the motorsport games because i've only heard good things but i really wanted something that was arcade but also had so much customization like underground did and the need for speed games just never gave me as much as i was really looking for like i actually played most wanted and the one that i liked the most uh, after underground i think was hot pursuit i played that in college and i actually enjoyed that um it was fun as like a distraction but i never really got super into it Uh, but forza horizon like completely reinvigorated my love for racing games and it's a great mix of both arcade and sim because there's a lot of tuning that you can do in forza horizon Mm -hmm. that you wouldn't expect out of an arcade racer Um, but if you really want to take the time and tune your cars um, you absolutely can do so and what i really loved about the first game uh, when I got introduced to it in late in the 360 generation, was that they had these rivals, I think they called it, uh, where at the end of your race, you got to see how you matched up with all your friends list, as well as how you matched up worldwide, as far as the timing that you had on, uh, on the race itself. Mm-hmm. And I really liked how they implemented that into the game, in the first game, which I don't think they did as good of a job in three. I hope they have something like that in four. Maybe Matt can... Uh, mentioned that afterwards but they it was in your face and I always wanted to beat all my friends after I finished the race and I would show off afterwards and then I would try to get on some races at least where I thought I was getting pretty good at it I would try to get like I don't know like top 1000 or something like that like that would be like top 0.1 percent I I thought that was really cool and the music (laughs) on top of it all was so good the thing that kept me going back to it because the music was incredible. I, I I think that was about the time that I started getting into EDM and I loved the Pulse uh, radio, but they have three different radio stations. So they really have anything that you're looking for. They'll probably at least have a, something that you like. Um, but I fell in love with the Pulse radio station. I have a lot of the songs from <laughs> Horizon on my like actual iPhone, like where I listen to most of my music. So The soundtracks in general keep me coming back to the games because I feel like that's one of the key aspects of the experience. I don't know if you would agree with that, Matt. So much same. Like, I honestly
2: listened to something on my Spotify on my way to work this morning that is in uh, uh, Forza Horizon 3. Like, not (laughs) even joking. (laughs) Forza. (laughs) Forza (laughs) Forza Horizon. (laughs) It's It's an alternate. Uh, it's also great. It's the Halloween version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. uh, you drive in reverse. It's great. Um, no, but it's so good. They have an even more. They have yeah. more music stations in Horza.
3: Dang it! I now say it. Dang it! <laughs> I <laughs> thought
2: you said no I didn't mean to say it. <laughs> <laughs> Forza Horizon Four.
1: They have more. Oh. I'm stop. I'm gonna stop talking now. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I I really am glad that you agreed because I really love the soundtracks. I. I didn't play the second one enough, so I don't know how much I love that soundtrack. But the first game and the third game, I love the soundtracks and it always kept me coming back to it. And like I said, the more you get into the game, the more you start getting into the tuning aspect of it mm-hmm. as well. So I really feel like Alex would enjoy it. Um, you Have have you tried Horizon 3? Because it's on PC, obviously. Um, I, I know that you've watched videos of Horizon 3 because you mentioned you were at least aware of the Hot Wheels DLC. Have you played the game? Yeah, yeah, I actually own Horizon Three, uh, okay, with,
0: with the Hot Wheels DLC.
1: So, how do you feel like Horizon matches up with Need for Speed? Like, why do you like? Because I'm pretty sure you're gonna say Need for Speed is better, because you were talking about how much you love Need for Speed. What do you like about the gameplay of Need for Speed versus what you saw in Horizon Three?
0: I think with Horizon, you know, they skew it more as the, it's kind of the set dressing for racing games, right? Because for the most part, most racing games don't have great context. It's just, you know, you're racing and, you know, Need for Speed tends to drift more towards, uh, right, like police chases, crime... And mm-hmm. right. Yeah. People like characters and they're kind of being like the focal point. Right. Because it's always we're racing in order to sure. like, you know, commit some sort of action. Right. Sure. And then with Horizon, at least with Horizon 3, as far as I'm aware, uh, it was more about kind of a festival like thing. So it's more lighthearted. Yeah. It's just right. we're racing across. And I think Horizon 3 is Australia, right? Yeah. 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 It's like we're just racing across Australia. So like <laughs> yeah. just have fun. It um, really is I, that. Yeah, yeah, you're right and I enjoy it both ways actually for horizon three. And it's something that I don't think is in any other game, but the feature I like the most is the voice assistant. (laughs) Um, Since I have horizon three on PC, right? It's very easy. Just talking to my mic and activate the assistant and say, Anna route me to like the nearest race or event or whatever. And Mm -hmm. it just, um, like, you know, like Google maps, like Siri, it just routes your GPS in game. And like, sends you on your way and it's just such a nice feature that i didn't realize i wanted in racing games especially <laughs> these type of open world things where i'm just driving around and i'm like i want to do this type of event and you can just say it and then she routes mm-hmm. you automatically no need to pull up a menu or anything mm-hmm. i'm like man this is a very underrated feature that i do appreciate
1: yeah that's really funny that you mentioned that because uh, that's probably i would imagine um one of the key reasons why they implemented that was because of the Xbox One Connect integration, RIP. Um, Rip. But that was like a big thing when Connect first came out. Like, uh, you can tell your games what to do. And Forza Horizon was just one of those games. Uh, obviously, it's a Microsoft IP, so they wanted to try to integrate Kinect somehow. Um, but I agree with you. It's definitely cool to be able to do. I, I don't think I've used it that much, but I... I use it all the time. <laughs> I wonder if it work. I'm pretty sure it does work with headsets, even on Xbox, if, even if you don't have a Kinect. So maybe next time I hop on, I try that. Um, but it's kind of funny because I feel like the voice assistant is kind of hilarious, even though she's not supposed to be. But she's like so monotone. It's, it's kind of hilarious to me. Anyways, getting sidetracked. <laughs> I actually love the fact that Horizon is about just the love of racing. Because for me... That's kind of why I got into the first Fast and Furious movies, because it was all about the racing, all about the cars, and that's what I love about those kind of experiences. And that's why I don't like the most recent Fast and Furious movies, where it's all about heists and the story with the family, like, okay, cool, that's fine. But I want to see races in the movies, and you don't see that enough in the newer movies. And maybe that's why I don't like Need for Speed as much either, is because it... Detracts tracks from the racing element, not saying that it's not about racing, there's a lot of racing in Need for Speed, don't get me wrong, but there's a large emphasis on just like this, these story elements that I don't really care for, like the voice acting and the acting in general is just not great in those games, obviously. Um, but for Horizon, it really focuses on loving cars, loving racing, and that's what the festival is all about. Not only the music element, but also just the enjoyment of racing and Um, I guess the only real progression they have is the wristbands, which I personally thought was a pretty cool idea. Mm -hmm. And then there's barn finds where you can uh, find retro cars. I guess just for me, it makes the most sense to have a game where it's all about trying to display the cars in the most beautiful way possible, which Horizon is a beautiful game. I love the setting in Australia, by the way, because you get to see so many different settings, especially if you uh, get the DLC as well. You've got desert, you've got jungle, you've got cityscapes, you've got um, a blizzard mountain, and you've got Hot Wheels. Like it, it honestly got the has it orange all. Orange Road. <laughs> yeah, there's so <laughs> many different experiences that you can have in one game that it's really probably my favorite racing game ever. Um, but the one side note is I haven't played Horizon 4 yet. So it's quite good. We'll see if it stays that way. Um, but I really love the setting of Horizon 3. So it's going to be a tough beat for me. Especially because I love the soundtrack as well, and I think Um, for Horizon Four there was a Lego DLC. There is, yeah, yes, there was. And I guess the one last thing I'll say about Horizon is I love the fact that it's open world too. Like it's very focused on racing, but you can you can finish that race literally however you want. Like you can go off the bat or off the beaten path on a lot of the races. Um, You're probably not going to win because you're going to run into a million trees. But I just love how open world. The game is where you can explore and drive pretty much anywhere in your car as long as you can see on the map. Which Need for Speed again is much more linear as far as the gameplay goes. Um, but there are like specific shortcuts you're supposed to take or supposed to be able to take. Um, so, yeah, I really love Horizon. Now, as far as the games that I didn't like as much, that in one case people really did love, um, I'm gonna just go out, go ahead and start with I'm that. Getting one. nervous yep <laughs> oh no. I did not like overwatch. Like I really, really <sighs> disliked overwatch. After
2: we talked oh. about it
0: today and
1: everything. <laughs> we
2: just talked about
1: overwatch. I know, oh man, this sounds like a backstabbing in progress <laughs> listen i I don't I feel like i I don't know. like I say that I don't like the art style, which I absolutely do not like the art style of overwatch, and yet. I like the art style of Fortnite. It's weird. There's very similar art styles, but the Overwatch art style I hate. I hate the characters art style and I hate the like kiddie nature of the gameplay. As far as the like how the guns work, how the abilities work. It just didn't do it for me. And yet <laughs> I fell in love with Fortnite for multiple seasons. So I get why people like Overwatch. I think it's a very good game. I could never get into it. I could never enjoy it enough to recommend it to other people. But I know people love the game. So that's one of the games for me. I'm sorry, Matt. It's okay. It's okay. I haven't played it in <laughs> years. It,
2: it was a lot of okay, fun. It's good to hear. But it, yeah, you're not wrong on some of the things you're saying.
1: Because for me, like a lot of the first-person shooter experiences that I fell in love with, like Halo, Call of Duty... Those games are much different than Overwatch. Oh, yeah. And I guess I just couldn't get past that that feel of a first-person shooter game. I don't know. For, for whatever reason, I actually do kind of like Valorant. Like I think the art style is
3: uh, Oh.
1: is a little different enough where I I like it more than I like the art style for Overwatch. I don't get I don't understand clearly why. I think I would be able to explain it better if we looked at screenshots and kind of feels way. I guess it feels it that like
0: way. Slightly more
1: grungy. Yeah, like, like it's more a little a... bit more grounded than Overwatch yeah, mm-hmm. is, I guess. Yeah. Yo, riot. So maybe that's sponsor part
3: of it. us. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but at the same time, I never fell in love with Valorant. I felt like every time I tried to get into it, it really kind of <laughs> It really we were kind so of so close at a sponsorship. Riot, stop listening right now. All right, yeah. guys, <laughs> I'm not going to say anything bad about Riot. Whatever. Um, I will say, though, I feel like it really encourages you to play with a full team. Because if you want to really get into it and get into the competitive scene, you really can't get into it without at least having a few friends that you're playing with. And you have to take it pretty seriously. It's not like a have fun for a few matches and get off. And the matches are really long. Like each match takes like 40 minutes. Oh, man. It's wild, yeah. Um, but it's overall, it's a pretty fun shooter. Um, I just couldn't get into it because of those two things. And uh, community can be pretty toxic. Oh, well. Anyways, that was not my second game. What was my second game? Oh. Oh, the
0: drive-by.
2: Not <laughs> the drive-by gonna... shooting. <laughs> you know, <that> <laughs> just to kill the
1: uh, sponsorship. Yeah, real quick. Um, the other game that I wanted to fall in love with so much but couldn't was Destiny. And it really mm-hmm. breaks my heart because I loved Bungie. Obviously, I was a huge Halo fan. And I Bungie really could do no wrong with any game they came out with. Until- and it was sci-fi. It was sci-fi. It was first-person shooter. Like, what could go wrong? Um, but then they partnered with Activision. And it, I'm pretty sure that's what ruined it. I, I, I don't have any... Comp- for, I'm not positive that was the case but from all the stories that I've heard I've even listened to podcasts with Martin O'Donnell who was the soundtrack director on both the Halo games and the early Destiny games. and it seemed like there was a lot of um, unrest with the developers as well as the publisher early on and a lot of the talent left Bungie around that time including Martin O'Donnell which I th- I felt was really essential to the atmosphere that you get got to experience in the halo games um there was a slight return of to form with destiny 2 like the story and the plot was a little better but it still did not hold up like i think matt could agree we got bored of it after a few months Mm -hmm. because the thing with Destiny is you're just repeating the same locations over and over again. And some people like that grind. I get it. Like a lot of people loved Destiny 1 and Destiny 2, but I don't like grindy games like that. And maybe that's why I just couldn't fall in love with it. But I really thought that even though it was a grindy game, I would still enjoy it because how great Bungie is as a developer. Um, and I, the one thing I will say Um, is that I have some hope for Destiny 3 or whatever their next game is because they have left Activision. Sorry, Activision, I'm shitting on you pretty hard right now. Um, But I do think that's going to help them in in the future because they're going to go back to less money grabs and more trying to help grow their fan base, which Bungie was really known for uh, with their Halo games. So I'm excited to see what um, Destiny and Bungie do next. Uh, I want to play the new DLCs that are coming out, especially since they're part of Game Pass. It doesn't hurt to try them. Um, But it really disappointed me, uh, the first two games, just because of how repetitive it was, how money-grabbing the first two games were. So I hope that Bungie can return to form.
0: All right. Well, I think that wraps things up. Those were some of our uh, recommendations for things to check out and things to potentially avoid. Uh, If you have recommendations for us or recommendations that you just like to share, uh, write in at rxp.podcast at gmail.com or tweet at us at rxp underscore podcast. And also recommend the show to a friend. You know, if you like what we're talking about here, you know, just reach out. And until next time, take care. Bye.
2: They have even more music stations in Horza. Dang it!